All right. It was a couple weeks ago. Gretchen and I tried to hop in a draft. We didn't realize the rookies were not included in those first run of underdog drafts. But now the rookies are here and they are glorious. They're in the big board. We are going to draft a team tonight. We were talking about the running backs last week. Everyone has rookie fever. We will hop in there and fight you piss boys for all these rookies. Let's do it. Pat Fryer Helmo. <laughs> This is why I'm hot. Anita Hanjob. Fix your sight. Jamar. <laughs> Alpha play chase. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you sorry? You can't handle the heat. It looks like we're finally at this point. You're right. <laughs> ben Gretsch, the man of the hour. I feel like I'm in 19 different group chats with you right now. Keeping zombie <laughs> fantasy rolling. Uh, you, you must be exhausted at this point. I am, but I, I think I mentioned on last week's show, I started the, the keto diet. You get a little bit more energy from it. It's a good time to be trying to commission like 15 leaks because I'm like, I'm eating clean. I got a little free time. I'm not having these food comas and stuff. So I'm just like firing off on the commission duties we should we should i i feel bad i should i should stay on top of it a little bit more. yeah i mean all the people that i would expect to be on top of drafting who know fantasy drafts the guy who won two million dollars you take so fucking long to take these picks i'm I'm taking so long that ben can't eat carbs (laughs) the rain is like i ping him and then like three hours later i'm like hey ping again will you just get this draft moving buddy like i uh I was cracking up because in one of our, it's the uh, XFL thought leaders. We got some heavy hitters in there. Us three, obviously we got siege. We got Lord Reeves. We got JJ, we got Davis and uh, Davis at the one, two turn uh, had to take the Kansas city Chiefs yeah. at one Oh seven. I mean, just the most Davis pick I've ever seen. I life. just took him in, I think an Omni cup. And I was like, I was picking right before we went on, on the air here. And I literally was like, well, Davis took him in the first round. I could take him in the second. <laughs> Jeez. I know. And, like, I can't even make fun of it for being so random. Like, I just took the Bruins in one of mine. And both those, yeah. like, NHL and NFL playoffs are such a crapshoot, whatever. Uh, has there been any interesting trends for you, Gretch, that you've noticed? Because, obviously, we're through what? Like, most drafts are at least through, like, one and a half rounds. It seems like. <clears throat> well, let's pull up. I The thing I'm kind of stoked about is I created a – yeah, the ADP thing oh, is kind of cool. I got that. You got it. Pull it up. Yeah. This is for all the – We have. Uh, I, I did a 16th overflow draft. Oh, weird. That's like an older version of it. Refresh. Can you refresh that? Yeah, I just did. Uh, this was the link. Oh, okay, there, there you go. go. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it updated. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, this is uh, all the from one to sixteen in the top column on the right. Those are the sixteen different leagues. We just added a sixteenth overflow league to get a few people in. They've only done six picks, but the first fifteen leagues are all a little bit further on. You got the ADP. You got the you know well, how many leagues of the sixteen they've been drafted in, high pick, low pick. But this has been the you know the top picks overall so far, and as far as like trends. I mean, J- Novak has been you know hit pretty heavily. Um, and was the the first overall pick in about half the leagues. The USA should be right. Like that makes that makes. I think it makes sense. Yeah, the USA Women's World Cup team was a number one pick, and a few of them. uh, Looks like Man City wasn't one, and the Las Vegas Aces were in a couple. And then John John Rom was the number one pick in one. 
the wow. Georgia Bulldogs down here, the number one. I mean, I love the picks where people like shoot their shot and they actually go after it. You can do that a yeah. little bit more on me. It's like I don't want someone to to potentially snipe me. I don't, you know, ADP value out the window because you don't know what people are gonna do. They could take anything, you know. So yeah, and I tried is- to get Ego to come back to me in the second, and uh, didn't work. Hey, I knew, I, I knew you say, were, you were I into took my- Ega. In one yeah, line. I'm gonna have to grind me. some Ega. I'm gonna have to grind some Ega film. Do, do not know. What I think Ega we all have there. Ega shares. Oh yeah, okay. I got two now. And I, I okay. Uh, I this mentioned that podcast. we added women's tennis to Sean when we recorded a pod today, and he was like, "Oh, you got to get Ega." And Sean, Sean used to coach tennis. Sean's actually pretty big yeah, in tennis. He knows tennis. He started talking me up on Ega big time. Oh man! All right, man. I'm, <laughs> oh, wow. can't you believe I tried to get like? her through the turn. That was so stupid. She kind of looks like the uh, actress Elizabeth Moss. Have you guys seen that? Oh, interesting. You know, from Mad Men? Uh, yeah, I know she is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a little... Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, I see. I see that. See, you oh, guys, yeah. you guys see it? it? A little Elizabeth Moss there? All yeah. right, whatever. What's, um, what's the, the... Man, what's the one... I can't think of the other show she's in. Handmaid's Tale. Only seen Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, I couldn't think of the name. I didn't even know you were trying to think of a show. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Gilead is all I could think of. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, there is this element with Omni, and I think everyone is presented with this, where not only you can you can stare at the projected points based out you know that are based largely off of the future stuff that Kevin's put together and you can try to GTO it and get the most projected points or you can try to optimize your sweat equity because the truth is like a lot of people yeah. probably aren't going to be watching women's tennis association but you might be watching the XFL which might lead you to taking the Houston Roughnecks a little earlier so i do like that people or you see John Rahm and you're having a lot of fun watching him on Sundays, I mean, I don't begrudge anyone for that either. So it is fun to put a premium on sweat equity with these picks. First year I did this was 2014. I can't agree with everything you just said more. The most fun I've had doing this is when I've hit on picks that I wanted to do well. Like I, I, I remember way back early on, I thought Jordan Spieth was a cool young golfer, and I checked him. He won the 80 because, like, er, really early, early in his career, he won a couple majors. Uh, and he won the golf thing. I had him as like a later round pick, and I was like, that that was really cool for golf. I remember picking the Astros the year they finally broke through and thinking that was cool. Turns out they were cheaters. Didn't know that at the time, but thought it was a cool pick. And it was like fun to ride along there because they had been like really bad for a long time and they had like built up their program. I mean, if there's like a team that you think is cool, always break a tie by picking the one that you want to root for. Like you just said, yeah, like it's more fun. I think arguably the women's world cup team should be the number one pick for that reason, because that's the most likely you are to be in a bar with friends, right? Yeah. So now you're rooting. Now you've got your Omni team as well. So I got them in one league, I think. I don't know. I, I either really wanted them and didn't get them or got them. I can't remember. But <laughs> I was just thinking about it as like, this is the perfect pick because I'm going to watch this. Yeah. Uh, it is a perfect so I- pick. Obviously, we got Gretch has the the big Omni Cup going. A lot of you guys are in that. We have the ship chasing uh, cups. We have four different divisions. All of those drafts are underway. Those are for the uh, the VIPs in the Discord. We got threads going for those. But I will say, if you are just tuning in and wondering what the hell this is, this is Omni Fantasy. We've talked about it on a few different shows. I'll put a link down below. And Gretch, even though these leagues are already underway, like now, still a perfect time for people to hop in if they want to do like a six or eight man draft. With their buddies right yep you can do drafts of any size um you can go to omnifantasy.substack.com and that's a free newsletter but if you go to that website there's like an archive of old posts 
probably have to go back to some like a couple of years ago, some of the first posts, but I explained like how the site works and what everything is, how to set up your own league. You can find information there. If you think this looks really, really cool, you want to nerd out on it, that's where I would point you to get information. But you can also just go to omnifantasy.com. That's the that's the front page. There's Pete's leagues that your leagues will autofill there, but there's a little link for the rules down below, the Omni Cup standings, which is uh, that's what all of those 15 leagues that we're in. We've done this one with the, with, with these guys uh, from the fantasy football industry for what, like three, four years now? How, how many years yeah. have we done this? We've lost a few people. We're down to seven people now. A couple people bowed out. Freeman bowed out this year, and uh, I don't know who else bowed out. We, we lost a couple people, but it's been a fun league over the last several years. We were happy to get down under eight again because we started this the XFL year. Whatever year, was that? Yeah. Twenty twenty. It's the pan right before the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was twenty twenty. That was the first year we we did this draft because we were the XFL thought leaders is the name of the league, and <laughs> we had an eight team league because. You can't do more than eight teams. You have to every right. team. Everybody has to be able to draft one team from the league. Um, I explained that incredibly well. But anyway, <laughs> we're back down under eight people, so we were able to include XFL and USFL again this year, which is going to be a blast. I'm ex- I'm super like, pumped for this league this year. Yeah, and it's for people who it's completely free. The only tech thing you need is you need to have a Twitter account because that's what it's tied to for your right. login. But once you have that, you can go and set up the leagues to whatever kind of settings you want. You name it. You put in all the league members, Twitter ID, you pick your sports. Um, F1 is available, by the way, even though it's not (laughs) featured in these leagues. If you want to start your own leagues, you know, you could include F1. Up to you. Yeah. You could even do a two person, just F1 league. If you really wanted to. Uh, (laughs) Just Pat and Pat and Pat's buddy. Just do an F1 draft. You I'm can. down. If anyone wants to do a pure F1 league, let me You literally could. Just draft all F1 and then see who wins. I mean, go for it. It's a. That's what's cool about it. If you don't want to do all of those sports that he just showed, you like a lot of people have done the leagues where it's just like six sports. It's like the four major what sports. What is WBC? Like World, World Baseball Classic. Cool. That's only existed like three times. They started it, I want to say like 2001, 2003, and it was going to be in every four year, like a World Cup, but a baseball version of it. It's international. Interesting. And then the last time they ran it was 27, 2017. It was supposed to happen at 2021 again, but because of COVID, it's now 2023. It's been six years. So it's 2009. 2013, 2017, I think maybe are the only three times it's ever run. Maybe 2009 was the first. Maybe 2005 was the first. But it's not like a very famous one, but they're trying to build up like a World Cup style for baseball, which is kind of cool. Like Japan has a really good team. And then there's a lot of Latin countries that have great teams. Dominican Republic are the favorites. USA has got a good team. Um, it's, it's, it's like a pretty fun little contest. That's, yeah, uh, I like that idea. Starting in March during spring training and we'll finish in March. It'll be the first Omni Fantasy. Uh, thing to finish so if you're going to start an omni fantasy league you want to get that in before world baseball class. that's another thing i do sometimes factor in is that i haven't drafted a ton of champions league this year but that's one that i generally kind of look at um because it's like stuff that's going to take place in the off in the nfl offseason <laughs> like the whole point of this to some degree is to like kind of keep the the drafting spirits high while we don't have football like Doing something that you're actually going to be watching in yeah. March is is pretty. But that's what I love about this too, is because you have World Baseball Classic, you have college basketball right behind it. We yeah. do the Champions League, which is already pretty far along. Champions League is like a slow interspersed in their main league seasons. It's a slow contest. 
A lot of it takes place in the fall. They're already in the round of 16. But those matches, there were some matches today, if I'm not mistaken, in Champions League. Uh, those are like the first leg of the round of 16 are hitting right now. And then you have the golf major start up right away. And then you you obviously have the um, hockey and NBA playoffs come right yeah. behind. We get like six events in the first like three or four months of Omni, which is kind of cool. That's the calendar, the time of the calendar when I really enjoy Omni. And then kind of just goes back burner during football season. And, you know, you see if you want at the end. <laughs> right. Yeah. You see what I like is you go, you're like, oh, I got a football team. I would also recommend drafting an NFL team that has like, you know, that isn't like the Titans, you know, like give yourself a shot because it's kind of fun to go like, I still got that NFL team. Maybe, maybe I'll win. Yeah. And uh, we, we've been digging up some of the old ones. I forget who it was. I think it was our friend uh, Court Smith dug up a screenshot of uh, the Rams going in the fourth round of our draft last year. Los Angeles Rams. So yeah, there's uh you realize yeah, yeah. quickly how bad we are at predicting all of this stuff. Um speaking of being bad about predicting things months in advance, I say we hopped <laughs> in <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big word trap. <laughs> um all right, which of you sickos want to join us? 200 k up top. Some of us call that uh the what would it be the 120th of the crane? Is that uh now, did you did you have <laughs> any input on do you have any input on the payout structure? Because it's like 200k up top, and then like uh, like 1k to, to second or something. And it I feel like, like maybe you're structure. just like, look, man, look, we we just need we just need someone to catch up with Karain. This pri- every prize structure is now called the chasing Karain structures, and <laughs> no one no one's chasing Karain with second place. I mean, come on. <laughs> I just think flatter payout structures, you know? Flatter payout structures. This <laughs> is the guy who won $2 yeah, million. We don't, we don't need these big prizes up top, okay? Dude, if you wanted to go full fuel turn after winning $2 billion, it would to be just run on a platform of like, these payout structures are fucking absurd. Just make it your one bit on Twitter. <laughs> I think, I mean, I kind, of, I kind of want to do it. To be honest, I want to fully go into the no, you get, flat payout you get structure to do, deck. You get to do the Liam thing, which you win the lotto, and then you get to play all the high stakes tournaments with right. uh, with better payout structures. That's true. I am going to be doing that. Yeah. Um, do we? It looks like we got some overflows going tonight. You guys can keep us posted. We drew the one nine slot. See lots of friends here: Chipsy, uh, Willis. We got Nez. We got Jonathan. Do your research. All right. Yeah. Vaporware. Short gamer. Okay. Yeah. This is this is a full on piss boys draft right here oh boy michael is looking to fill the little board that's the two max contest three dollar two max make sure you're jamming in your entries there got (coughs) auto drafted michael gallup in one of my little board drafts the other day tough scene two max i didn't even realize i was like oh this is fun a little warm up draft max let me let me get my screen all situated here. Um, all right. So I'm just telling you guys right now, we do this shit every single time. I'm telling you the avalanche is here and just do not fall in love with a running back. When, Even well, if he helped you win two million dollars. I AJ Brown is who I would take in a normal draft here. I, yeah, I would right. take him over Austin Eckler. I would take AJ Brown. I've been taking AJ Brown. Eckler's in the 
I'm writing Austin Eckler an anonymous letter because he doesn't know who I am. That his buddy Pat Corain isn't on his team anymore. <laughs> hey man, fall to the one-two turn and I'm in. Mm. Look at this one one running back pick so far. Good God. Oh wow. You know, okay, we are just so fully back. Amon Ross A. Brown going at 111. Jesus. Uh. Why do we I mean, do this, to this is where I start to what, think about Jalen Waddle at one twelve. Will here's a here's an over under for you. How many times will Jalen Waddle go in the first round of drafts this year? It's got to be like sub one percent of drafts. Jesus. <laughs> this is sick. We we do this to ourselves. You guys realize that, right? And what I love is you started this show. <laughs> what, do you know, what do you mean? What do you mean? Click on the receivers. There's no honestly. Honestly, I would take Chris Olave here. I would be fine taking Chris Olave. Well, click receivers. Can we see the ones that are available? You just want to go straight Alave? Alave's my next receiver here, and I think he's—I actually think he belongs with the rest of these guys. Why wouldn't Debo go ahead of him? Well, he's a clear alpha, and they could get a quarterback upgrade. Alave? Yeah, I mean he dominated targets from the very from the jump. Maybe not clear. I, I would not. He's got the second year breakout. Alpha. His numbers look uh, incredible from his rookie year. I would not describe him as a clear alpha. You look at fair his enough, long fair view, enough. you look at his college stuff, I would not describe yeah, him as yeah. a clear alpha. They, they, but, his uh, target competition, there was no alpha. So, you know, that'll happen with non-alphas. They'll look like alphas in those situations sometimes. Yeah, but the thing – so starting in week two, his first three targets were, like, elite. And that was when Thomas and Landry were were healthy. So he pretty immediately established himself as like the, yeah, the top he's, guy. In the he's office. definitely very good. He's a high, yeah. definitely high floor for this year and for his career. I agree. I like. I him. think he if do I think I want to take him here ahead of Austin Eckler normally, uh, and Jonathan Taylor by the way still on the board. No, but with Garrett Wilson, Devontae Smith, T Higgins, Jalen Waddle, and Amon Ross St. Brown off the board, then I think he he very much belongs with that group. By the way, but, you get him in the third round like every single time. So I loved uh, Pete. You opened it also by saying that everyone is fighting us for the rookie. So we might as well like the one thing that we could have in our favor is like, oh yeah, we're going to load up on the rookies. But you went ahead and announced from the top that that's our game plan. Like we just we like to let me. everyone know what we like to do. Gretch, every well, single I mean, one of these guys in this show. Right? No, <laughs> no, I understand that, but it's like I realize we're live right show, now. But when he said that, I was like, yeah. I mean, could, like, we already killed the receivers. Couldn't we just do the rookies for one draft? Like, you know. I mean, what Pat, do you want to you want to, you know, tell the hang on, let's I know we need to update this clip, but I mean it has to be played. <laughs> one one twelve Waddle is the new one twelve Pittman. Oh man! <laughs> I mean, two hundred four Alave might be the one twelve Pittman. That's great. Look at this fully loaded start. You want to see a guy that's buried in an avalanche? I hope he's got his flare gun, man. CMC, JT, Josh Allen. Josh Allen there is the ballsy pick. Yeah, that's the one I don't think you can get away with in this room. But we'll see. I mean, mm. he's probably thinking, "Shit, he's going at the, like the fifteenth pick usually." Hertz, Hertz would have been chat? tempting if he came to us. Yeah. 
I'm seeing a running back avalanche since we took a lava. Go back to that board. I mean, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six in like 10 picks. That's yeah. People scooped them up. They scooped that value. Now the receivers. I mean, the wide receivers are done. Like, I don't who who are you taking in the second round? Uh yeah, I mean Mike Williams, uh <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I would I mean, think Mark Andrews here. Andrews is fine. Andrews good the tight end gets tough later, so it gives us a few more dart throw options. Like yeah, picks, everyone, I mean, with probably more picks as Scratch, do you have someone? I, I haven't like? done any drafts. I'm fine with whatever you guys want to do. I will say, like, it's pretty easy to do three tight end builds in these just because so many of both the rookies and, like, the second-year guys are really cheap. Like, um, It is. But, yeah. But I actually think you can do a three tight end build with Andrews. It's like there's no real tight ends. Past about round 14, there's, no, there's like, no tight ends because, like, we don't know who the Bengals tight end is. We don't know. Uh, like, I could Tyler Higby could get cut. Like there's a bunch of guys who like are kind of like holding down jobs, but probably don't have those jobs. Yeah. Oh my god, DJ Moore at the turn. I thought he'd come back. <laughs> you it... thought DJ Moore would come back? I mean, it's four oh four. I saw his ADP was like in the sixth round. Like people hate him now. I was like, that's great. Can we grab another receiver here before it gets dry again. Yeah, I mean, what no. Judy or London? I like London a lot. Let's just take JSN. London is a pretty sweet pick. Why? He's a, I mean, a second-year guy. They're, guys... they're off. Like, Arthur Smith's back. Their offense sucks. All right. I mean, I'll go JSN. I would go, yep. I would go Judy over London if you want to go vet. I'd, go, I'd rather well, go I'd go Pittman. I think Pittman's fine at this price. Like, I can't sure keep track of you guys uh, at all your chances. Oh, wow. Look You're at that. Team. Completely out of sorts. Pete in offseason no, mode. No, you guys threw out literally four. You dragged over up there. too high, yes. and he came down to the bottom. I, I saw was you do it. Updating in real fucking time. <laughs> I, I think. Uh, I think um, Pittman was probably the pick there. Actually, I wasn't really thinking about him because I'm just like opposed to him. But in a really wide receiver heavy draft, to still get him in the fourth round. He's still good. He actually had a good year this year. I mean, yeah, he's solid. I, I didn't want him in any drafts last year, but I did predict that I'd be in on him for 2023 because that he would fall. And people, like, he didn't have the great I, – I mean, he had a better year than I thought he would have. But people are still out on him this year. It's kind of nice. I'm surprised you're not, like, a little higher on Drake London. He he flashed some stuff, and he's a yeah. second-year guy. And he was a very strong prospect. I'm going to be more concerned about – offensive stuff i think i mean like actually trying to predict some of these offenses that can be it, i do think it's a new nfl to a certain degree we saw a lot of offenses being more um not necessarily just run heavy but like more quarterback option stuff it, it brought down play volume in some of those offenses like it, it, the bears were a team you didn't want any receiver from them at any point giants for most of the year didn't want any receivers falcons are the obvious one um, I mean, even the, like teams like the Eagles who did it very well and were very effective, I think it held back the ceilings of their various pieces. Obviously, AJ Brown had a great year. Devonta Smith had a very good year. Um, but they were like the absolute elite part of it. I'm, I'm kind of jumping the shark talking about them with this trend, but I'm going to be a little bit more concerned about the offenses like that. And I, I think with Arthur Smith back, 
probably Desmond Ritter starting. I don't think you're going to get that great of an improvement in their offensive environment in for the Falcons. Probably you know? not. Although they they were in a weird position where they like weren't bad enough on defense and like they they often were hanging with teams. So right. like you could end up in situations where you know they were just they just refused to pass the ball. And so maybe they just would continue doing that. But I think there's got to be a breaking point where they're like okay, we're down 20, we have to throw. I was hoping for that for most of the year, but I mean, Sean put it really well on Stealing Bananas halfway through the year where he was like, Arthur Smith's whole thing is like when they're down, he wants to run to stay in. When they're up, he wants, you know, he's established, like he thinks they need to, when they're down, he thinks they need to establish the run. Wait, okay. Winning. It's Tony Pollard here. We got to take yes. Tony Pollard. That I'm I'm hammering him in the fourth. I think he should be going in like the, the early third. So I had a anyone switch. else? Anyone else you're interested? Yeah, in? I, I I I love him ahead of Swift. You like Pollard over Swift with a broken yes. leg? He's right. an ankle, I mean, right? It's yeah. an ankle. All right, he'll be fine for he'll be fine. Please take you think care he's of that out of the for kids. sure their lead back. What if they bring Zeke back? I think he's he's flashing as like one of the most talented running backs in the entire league. I'm hoping they bring Zeke back. I think that bringing Zeke back is is what you want because I've been comparing it to like peak. Camara with Mark Ingram. Like, you're going to have Zeke kind of stealing some stuff, but, like, we're talking about, like, the dregs of the Mark Ingram days. So he's going to steal some of the early down work, steal some of the trap touches. He's going to steal some touchdowns too, but you actually don't want Zeke gone, in my opinion, because this is a pretty deep running back class. Like, there's a guy in this class who's going to have more juice than Zeke that's available in, like, the third, fourth round. Zeke's got nothing left. He's it's He's complete dust. Yeah, actually, that's a great point. You probably do want it back. But, I mean, Pollard is – I've always been a huge fan of, fan of Pollard. He's a very good player. But, like, he's going to be 26. Like, this idea that he's flashing as one of the best running backs in the league, I'm here for it. It would be – I mean, I, it would be a sort of a late career breakout for sure if he's suddenly, like, a superstar. It on. would, but we know why it is. We He's been – they just – we've been – pounding yeah. the table for them to play him they do play him and he crushes every time they play him so i agree it's weird but it's but we know why all right are we doing yeah. we doing a wide receiver here or are we i don't want to like Quint, one of these i like backs. quentin johnston here i could um, do deontay johnson here oh you want to do another rookie we already i'm gonna, got I'm gonna give gretch pat's right. bullied his way into some picks gretch gets his deontay johnson Let's sure. do, there we go I don't love Deontay Johnson, but I mean, in a wide receiver av- avalanche, you get him in the sixth round. He still he still earns targets. He's just really low in efficiency last year. His that's just out on insane. Kenny Pickett, so he's docking everyone. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't hate, I don't hate the, uh, taking Deontay Johnson there. I'm actually 147 bit... targets last year, zero touchdowns. Like that's probably not going to happen again. <laughs> yeah, I'm like more, I think, down relative to market on uh, George Pickens than. Um, Deontay Johnson. I kind of have them like right next to each other, and it feels like there's a lot more optimism for Pickens. This is a pretty How good is. start. I just so everything you said about Pollard doesn't that apply to DeAndre Swift? Like, but he's younger too. Like he's he's shown a lot of. Flash. I guess maybe he doesn't flash the same. Like, he hasn't flashed the same. He yeah. hasn't like if you look at like I mean his his success rate as a rusher is bad. Yeah, like he he's got like some real flaws as a rusher. Um, he's a hitter. He's a boom bust rusher. He's definitely explosive. He's good in the passing game, but like you look at like the advanced stuff, like the rush yards over expected per attempt, success rate. Pollard crushes. 
there's nothing about polish profile that says he shouldn't be getting treated as like a clear-cut lead back superstar swift i i get why the lions are like not leaning on him and so you kind of have to project things to like the situation to break his way a little bit more i think because like he just i don't think he's quite as talented as a pure rusher than as pollard He's shorter, weighs a little bit more. He's three inches shorter on PFR, weighs a little more Swift. I mean, I was going to say with Pollard, maybe like the size thing has always been kind of a knock. Is Swift, from a, at least from a size perspective, someone that, that profiles more as a, as a heavier workload back? I, yeah. I don't think the Lions are going to do that with him ever. He's I don't either. They were playing Justin Jackson. Him. Yeah. Like they, significant snaps last year. And heading into the year, the big knock on Swift was in between the tackles running. We saw in Hard Knocks, they're like, you know, he had a big outside run and they'd be yelling at him like, dude, you got to take it up, the like run the play as designed. And then he loses touches to Jamal Williams all year, especially around the goal line. He's doing short yards work to Jamal Williams. Like, yeah, but career low, coincidence. career low, 46 receptions, and he's never played more than 14 games. He's had at least 46 in every season in these shorter seasons. Tony Pollard yeah. just tied his career high this year with 39. So okay, Swift's got a significant advantage in receptions and receiving value. Volume. Yeah, I like I like Swift. I'm taking him like I think he's good in the fourth. I just think Pollard is like silly good in the fourth. Yeah, um, you got me sweat board, on Pollard. Board, board is real gross right now. You guys got anything you like? Well, we we could take a second running back, but what are our options? I mean, wide receiver is a fucking wasteland right now. So is Lockett gone? Lockett's long gone. Okay. I don't, I don't like know what receiver. I don't know what running back to take from that list. I don't, like Aaron Jones. We could go Dak yeah. and get Aaron the, Jones uh, is good at football. I'm gonna do Aaron Jones, right. but um, I've had a hard time. I mean, this is obviously a unique room, but I've had a hard time with this tier of quarterbacks. I like just going a little bit further down to the Tua, Daniel Jones, Lance. I like um, that. I generally do as well. Yeah. I don't like but that. But there's no receivers here. Normally you can get like the last. Right. Of, I mean, normally I get Burks here. Burks the is running back that I seven. think should have went there and is way lower on ADP. We didn't need to take him. I mean, we're probably not going to go right. Do you want to just again. wait and then we'll take yeah. him? Yeah. All right. I'll, Mr. I'll we, we just telegraphed our entire <laughs> yeah. strategy. What's to say? Who yeah, falls back? <laughs> I figured we wouldn't take another back because we've already taken two. We're up in like, like three picks. All right. You know, we're broadcasting our strategy. Like, I'm trying to help the people. It's fine. It's fine. I say this year we just do everything in code and don't let anyone know what we, what we actually think. The whole I, yeah. Is, let's not even talk. Let's do Morse code. Let's just yeah. Let's on. remember when Pat floated Tyler Lockett, who went at pick forty six when we were picking at pick eighty. I mean, he's he's frequently available in like the sixth. <laughs> I guess I was a little hopeful that he'd be here here in the seventh, but no, yeah. we're we're looking at Darnell Mooney DPJ territory. Jesus here, DPJ. For the audio listeners, the wide receiver avalanche, so far our team here, A.J. Brown, Chris Olave, Mark Andrews, JSN, Tony Pollard, Deontay Johnson, Aaron Jones, and we are back on the clock. Do you guys want to take another running back? I'd rather go Dak because it gets so gross at quarterback. Do it. Do it. We got Pollard. Dak and Pollard stack? Stack this bitch up. Stack that bitch up. I love this yeah. uh, this quote. Just cancel the show. The ship's been chased. I mean, I do want to ride Pat's coattails there. I mean, me and Pete were joking 
we're going to have to deal with these these comments all off season about how at the very beginning of the show someone was like, "Oh yeah, Pat on his way to four million." I'm like, fuck off. But the, I, I like I like riding these coattails where we're like, "Yeah, you know, ship's been chased. We don't have to win anything anymore." At least one of you know, Pat won two million. This show, this show has won the most money of any show, I believe. Yeah, that's right. We are the most profitable show. <laughs> I just the, the chat show. needs to get their messaging we. straight because they were honest for starting the show like one minute late and just begging us to fire up the show and then also saying to cancel the show. So you guys need to huddle. Let us know <laughs> what it is. Start on time or don't start at all. Oh, man. Now, see, Trevor's asking the questions that everyone should be asking. Do the Cowboys correlate with the Packers in Week 17? I have already heard about some Galbrainers up there stacking divisional teams just hoping to bank some Week 17 correlation equity. That's insane. Honestly... <laughs> Honestly, it's not. I, I, it's well, not it's insane. Totally insane. Because you because you could bank a week fifteen or sixteen matchup as well, which would be not nothing. So I, I guess how crazy are you doing? Are you breaking ties? I think if you're <laughs> ties, it's fine. Why Shark do you think jumped. we have? <laughs> just I mean, it's not. It's you're right. It's not insane. We don't get just the schedule until May. Like that, you can't draft without. I I I, I get it. Like we. You, what only after May can we care about the the week seventeen correlations? I mean, no. I mean, it's it's the next level, but it's just it's insane. It's a world that's foreign to me. I didn't do a million underdog drafts last year. I don't know the week seventeen correlations like the back of my hand. You guys are on a next level now for an outsider. Like that's that's wild. Trying to predict well, there is there is more of an argument to just go to go pure stacking. But part of me feels like some of these ADPs are just so off from what I think they should be that I'm like. I'm just going to try to outpick everybody right now. Just stack you know? a division you love, all four teams, and you're probably going to get at least one week 17. Yeah. Matchup. You might get it's, two. It's somewhere. likely. Yeah. Yeah, you could get two. And you're likely to get at least a week 15, 16, or 17, which, like, if if a game blows up in week 15 and you have it stacked, it's not nearly as valuable as it, having it in week 17, but you get a team through potentially that you might not have otherwise. So it's not it's – not, fully insane if you're like going out of your way then you're probably it's probably quite nick asking about ev but nick asking about aj brown's cornerback matchup in week 17 that's a trick (laughs) question aj brown's cornerback matchup has never mattered everyone else is we could we could have a bit about but aj brown is too good for a cornerback what is this like the guys left here it's so bad should we should we take uh dalton to stack up with this dak bet and be done at tight end yeah. What about what about Fryer Muth? He's a free agent, yeah. What about Fryer Muth and we build yeah, because he's a free agent. Fryer Muth gives us a second um steal. Oh, you're leading us into Kenny Pickett. Oh, I'm leading us into Kenny Pickett. Loves is a... Kenny Pickett. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, give me some credit here. You know how I feel about Kenny Pickett. And I steer us away from a free agent. That's another dude. Why is Dalton Schultz going where he's going? If he doesn't sign with the Cowboys, he's like a 17 round value. Yeah, Everyone yeah. I've seen this. What I've seen some screenshots floating around of people uh, saying that he's going to be a Los Angeles. That's a, a dynasty thing, though. Like everyone, anytime a guy's a free agent, it's like, oh, he's going to go to the yeah. one place where his value would increase. Not and to it the, never like, happens. If that did happens. happen, I would be okay. I'd be in on Dalton Schultz. We just said there's nowhere we're going to be good for him. I'd be on him with the Chargers. Yeah, but like it's a it's like a small win, huge loss type of bet. Like if he they goes don't have to the Chargers. Yeah, they he's, don't have cash. He's going to get money in free agency, and people are talking about them cutting Keenan Allen because they have so little cap. I don't I don't think he lands in the Chargers. That doesn't make I sense. don't either. 
And and even if he did, where would he go? The oh, I love this from Dan. He'll go to the Patriots probably. Another tight end to go with with Janu and, and Hunter Henry. Great fit, Dan. Great fit. <laughs> great, great fit. <laughs> the running back I was gonna say was Cam Akers. I think. I mean, uh, J.K. Dobbins oh. was like next up, and Javante Williams had just gone. Akers looked like his pre-injury self late in the year. A rocky year prior to that, but we know that the Achilles are often 18-month recovery windows. I was completely out on him last year. I was not rooting for him. Having watched him late in the year, I have to admit he looked like his pre-injury self, and I, I want to be back in on him now. I think he's going to have a decent year this year. What do you guys, something that's what do you guys think about Dobbs and maybe leave us with a Jordan Love out? I'm okay with Dobbs. Yeah, because we already have the Aaron Jones. Roll the clip. I mean, fine. <laughs> if you insist. Romeo W. Romeo W. Second to five. Strong to the end zone. It's good. It's a touchdown. It's a ball for Dubs. So it just goes. Got it. I'm a young fly stunner. I'm the coldest in the game. And I told him I would do it. So I actually did it. I was trying to get some money, but the fame came I'd with like it. To pl- I'd like to take Romeo Dub so we get uh, a little yeah. Minnesota bring Let's back go. in week 17. 17 Let's like go. Let's go. Play action. Setting up wide open downfield. That is Dubs. Oh, your Dubs up. Oh, your Dubs up. Pat's gone. (laughs) This guy's won too much money to fucking sit here and throw the Dubs up with the rest of us. Uh, That felt good. That felt really good. Don't, but like all jokes aside, I know this is a piss boy draft, but don't you think he's a little undervalued? Like the pocket where he's going like i feel like christian watson and his injury stuff has just really depressed his value yeah. in a way that doesn't fully make sense to me i've been taking him in a lot of these i, I think he makes sense um yeah he, he didn't perform from an efficiency standpoint as well as we would have liked in year one he's a lower draft capital guy there's i mean watson's got the edge one because he was efficient two because of draft capital He's definitely going to play all year. If they add other people, Dubs is the one that your Dobbs is the one that could lose um, playing time, snaps, routes. But I, I still like. I like the bet a year two bet. Like after KJ Osborne, yes, I'm, I'm in. Yes, yeah, yeah. And Hmall mentioning uh, Lazard could be gone as well. I'm kind of excited about this Jordan Love, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. Keep the running back continuity. I don't know. I think it could be fun. I like it. Um, I'm trying to see any other. So Jonathan takes Trey Lance at pick 91, which is definitely more where he should be going. You're de- he's he's going much later uh, in regular drafts. Yeah, ADP of 105. Um, Lance has been a screaming value. Did you see the stuff about Purdy with uh, they can't even do the surgery right now because he has so much inflammation? I didn't see that, but this is yeah. the stuff I was talking about right away. Like, it didn't make any sense to me that everyone seems to be ready for training camp. It felt wildly optimistic. I was saying from when we found out about the injury, like I felt like he's probably going to be missing most of this year. And that, I mean, the reports have been, Oh, he's going to, he's their starter. He's going to be back. I, I just think you're going to get negative reports on that the whole off season. I think people are way too down on Lance too generally. Like if Purdy can start, uh, we're on the clock. We can talk about Lance in a oh. second. All right. We got, 25 seconds here. I like Khalil Herbert a lot. Montgomery's a free agent. I'll put him in the queue. Wide receivers. Uh, Thomas Gallup, Renfro, Alec Pierce, Odell Alec Beckham, Pierce Chase is, Claypool. I think it's solid. <laughs> <too>. <laughs> just redacted him. 
Alec Pierce, we did. No, he redacted uh, the, you... the clip. You read um, all the receivers and, and didn't read Sky Moore's name. No. <laughs> I mean, uh, I just figure Khalil Herbert with our NFC North. Uh, yeah. Week 17 stack right. just Let's makes stack too much sense. It makes so much sense, dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wait, so actually, so that's interesting you say that about Trey Lance. I think he's might be like one of the worst picks on the oh, board. Oh, get the fuck out of here. I do. No. I think, look, you're the guy who did the week 17 is all that matters video. He yeah. does not have job security for week 17. Like, what do you but win when you matter. win? You win, not- you win like a guy who maybe helps you advance a little bit for the first for the first round. Okay, but like at the two cost years of like ago, a, you were arguing with me that he was better than Justin Fields. And I like I think the market at large was really into his upside and is now really out because he sat for a year, which we didn't really knock him for, and then he got injured right away. We haven't seen him play, but now everyone's talking about, oh, he doesn't have any reps, this and that. That was already a concern two years ago. Like, that was a concern for me coming in. I think everyone has overcorrected massively we don't know what he is there's still a ton of potential the what Look, you win it's, when you a, win it's a season it's a season long versus best ball thing man it, it, it blows okay, a best huge, Pat, did you huge, say huge claypool hang on real quick did you say claypool i don't like claypool very much oh, i would uh, i would take sky Moore as my next guy i would to be take sky what what about um yes roll honestly would take sky Moore. roll the clip do it do it Sky Moore, two wise. That's the fucking sickest name I've ever seen for a wide receiver in my goddamn life. Sky's up! Oh, what? Twenty twenty three is the year where we get it all back. Where did we take him? The oh wait, 12? Pat already won it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we took him at in the twelfth round, pick one thirty six. Let's go back to the Lance stuff because that's more interesting than fucking yeah. being back on our bullshit with Sky Moore. Um, sacrilegious nails it for me here. When Trey Lance hit, he doesn't have the risk of losing his job in week seventeen. They won't bench him if he's crushing. No, I that's not that. that's not true for fantasy because the whole thing you like you can't have it both ways with the Lance profile thing. The, the whole reason that we want Lance is because basically it doesn't matter how good he is because he's going to run so much. But now it does matter how good he is if this Brock Purdy UCL – and that's the big wild card. I, is this UCL thing going to keep him out for the whole year? Because th- that would change my take on this a bit. But they've been so optimistic that he'll be back for the beginning of the season that I'm at least getting nervous about Lance for the last three weeks of the season. And if you're taking a guy in like the ninth, 10th round that doesn't have weak – it doesn't have fantasy playoff job security when all the money is in winning week 17 in these super top heavy payout structures. It just doesn't make sense, especially when you can get Bryce Young later. You can get Anthony Richardson in the very last rounds of these, who's like literally the same the profile. Security, security doesn't matter with a single one of these fucking picks. Like if Tony, no, Pollard I'm talking specifically about you want guys who are who are peaking in the final weeks of the season. You've got a guy in Anthony Richardson who is the same type of like pure upside physical rushing plus downfield throwing, you're getting him like seven, eight rounds later. And he, I think, is as, just as good a bet to start in the in the fantasy Not playoffs. on the Niners. I want to make another case on Purdy where we were on the show, and I remember like 
I don't know. The last time we had Leone on, I think, because I remember we, we I, I talked about how me and Dalton took him over at Stealing Lines, like 125 to one to win the rookie of the year, right? When he started starting, because the Niners situation was so well set up. I thought they could win out. He ends up getting third in the rookie of the year by starting like five or six games. It was a really good hedge. We had the other favorites. We ended up winning a bunch of money on the rookie of the year. It's great. Pat, Pat's on the back to us. Purdy before that run was nothing. I think the Niners situation made him look very good, just like it's made every other quarterback yeah, look good. Sure. And I That's would argue he was never beneficial with the way that the running quarterbacks were so important in the 2022 season. Jalen, I just talked about all the offenses. Jalen Hurts, the Giants, you know, the Falcons, the the Bears, a lot of these teams. Trey Lance would have fucking smashed in Kyle Shanahan's system this year. I think he would have been – he's like one of the biggest what-ifs for me, but he would have had a monster 2022. I think next year he adds a dynamic to an already great offense that has so many weapons and an awesome offensive line. I'm not saying he can't fail, but this idea that he has to make like a massive jump as a passer and be this like incredible passer I think is like erroneous. Like Daniel Jones never been a good passer, didn't have to be to be effective in the modern NFL. Marcus Mariota, not a great passer. Good, not great. Was effective because of his mobility. Lance is going to – they're going to win games with Lance, just like they won games with Purdy. It's it's a great situation to start in. We have a big yeah, bet. They weren't winning games with, with Lance. Should we it just was... lock up Pickett here? Yeah, let's lock up Wait, they lost to the Bears in that rain game, and then they, he was looking That was a freaking monsoon, dude. That was like the – that was a nonsense game. Yeah, all right. I mean, it, I don't think it's helpful to him that a seventh, that the, literally the Mr. Irrelevant can come in and run the offense and look very, very strong. I don't think that's a good thing for Trey Lance. I mean, it's a bad thing. I'm not saying per, it is. Purdy's what healthy, I'm saying is they know they have that option. What I'm, I guess, what I'm saying is from the moment Lance went down, my opinion, and I said it on pods at the time, was that this is what people are going to do in the offseason with Lance. And from the moment Purdy took over, I said it. And that's why we took a 125 to one long shot on rookie of the year, just as a, a small hedge. But I said that he was going to look better than he is. And people are going to do this with Purdy in the off season. If you can see these things going into it because of the system itself, because of the, the market viewing it, I don't want to then fall into a trap of, let's of, make of, a quick pick guys. All right. Uh, Cause I don't know who to fucking take. I don't either. I actually um, like Antonio Gibson is like a pure hand type cool, of pick. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a yeah. Gibson's pretty a pretty really good athlete handcuff. that's been effective enough. Yeah, playing. in the 14th round, like, yeah, he's he's a great. I mean, if I love him, Brian Robinson were to miss a few games, he would be a massive hit. I mean, he might just beat him out. Like Brian Robinson wasn't that good. No, he was not very good. So, the um, two, but on the Lance thing, Pat, too, just like I agree with you about the the job security stuff. But and let's again let's price him where he normally is going, which is in like no, the eleventh yeah, round. No, he's not normally in the eleventh round. He's normally in like the ninth or tenth, I think. Ninth or well, I just looked at his ADP. What was it? What was it? Uh, one hundred five. Yeah. Yeah. So that so puts him in the, the middle of the, of the okay, the ninth. All right. But still, <laughs> you have to concede there are the scenarios where he is the starter and he does. Yeah. <laughs> fucking fantasy monster because we've seen Kyle Shanahan turn these guys into monsters with far less talents. Like the upside scenario, like has not changed. The upside scenario is good. The upside scenario is good, but I don't know that because it's quarterback, it's not like, it's not like as strong. Like if you hit on a guy in the ninth round, the upside scenario comes through at another position. It's going to do more for your team than if you hit, on the quarterback like fields Jaylen did a Hurts lot in the ninth teams. round this year was a huge pick 
But Pete, I think he didn't go in the ninth this. round. I took him a ton. He went in the he went in the fifth and sixth. Well, even higher. Your point is ninth round's not going to win. Yeah, no, he yeah, yeah he, even yeah. higher. But no, I mean, he, are, are you guys he, think that Trey Lance can do what Hurts did? Because he was he has yes, not been. Good. I do. He's not been good. Of course, His he completion can. percentage over expected. He has his career has been horrendous. The guy he's, he's his accuracy, like twenty passes and most of them were in the monsoon. But but Chip's guy is at one hundred and seventy three. Is one hundred and seventy three plays in his career. He has a worse completion percentage over expect, expected than Mike Glennon. He's barely above Zach Wilson. He's worse than Mason Rudolph. Pat, he's thrown 102 he is, passes, and 28 of them came in a monsoon. All right. He, he has not flashed elite talent, and you can get guys who have the exact same profile, granted not in the 49ers, but you can get a guy like Anthony Richardson for free. So to me, but I'm like, those things aren't mutually exclusive. You can have Trey Lance I, I, and – Anthony Richardson, and it's I would bet a lot of money Anthony Richardson is not going to have the coach, the weapons, or the offensive line that Trey Lance has. Or a guy who's probably better in the system than he is breathing down his neck. The other thing, Pat, about the Trey Lance stuff is with the quarterback landscape like it is right now, where we're having these quarterbacks, and again, this draft is actually unusual because these guys normally go in round two, the gap now between the elite quarterbacks where they're being drafted and the rest of them is so massive that finding the one guy that can legitimately finish top five, like Jared Goff can't finish top five. Geno Smith can't finish top five. Trey Lance can actually challenge the guys that people are taking in the second round. And that has a massive value in these tournaments. But Pete, uh, Chip Skylark made a great point a few minutes ago. I'm with Pat. He won two million. He's right about Lance. It's an easy game. And then AGT just backs it up all side with the two million on this one, I think. We are going to have a long – the chat's talking about a long offseason of Trey Lance's course. It, we are going to have a long offseason of arguing with the guy who won $2 million. <laughs> look, this is – I do want to be if, – if we're kind of making that kind of joke, I will say this is a best ball take. This is a best ball take for me, where I think the downside of losing out on a 10th round pick at quarterback when I think that's a fair take, you're going to have what another, maybe one other pick that like if he you you're actually it's a thinner bet than it seems because you need him. You need him to have the job the whole season at his cost. It's not at, at a ninth round pick, early 10th round pick. It's not like, oh, it'll be fine if he, you know. If, if Purdy ends up taking the job because he'll be so good that he'll get me there. It's like, no, dude, that's not, he's not a 16th round pick. Like what you do you, need, hang you on need real quick. What through. do you guys think about getting our third QB with Jordan love since we have Dobbs and Jones go for it. I don't love love for the same reasons. I don't love Lance, but the oh, we've already made a big bet on the pack. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I think it's, a good um, what were we, what were you, what I had something to say to what, what was the last point you just made Pat? Uh, that, that it's best ball that for at the price of ninth, 10th round pick, it's just like, if you take him in season long, like we did in NFFC, right. And our NFFC league, we took Lance, I believe in the ninth round. And obviously he gave us nothing. We started him two weeks. He actually, it was worse than if he just had gotten hurt before the year. Cause we started him for the two weeks, didn't help us. And then we had to go find another quarterback. That doesn't hurt you. Like, take the biggest swing you can at quarterback in season long because you can Pat, cut the guy, you can move on. Look at the price structures. You need to take the fucking biggest swing at best ball, too. We're up. See, I, I don't necessarily. Well, let's pick. And because I. Okay, we're done with Singletary quarterback. Go? Oh, yeah. Singletary went. That would have been my running back. Um, I love I love Rashad Penny. 
Wait, is there rookies like good rookie running backs? Who's this Rashawn Johnson guy? Is that a rookie? I don't love yeah. him. I'd rather take Penny over him. All right. Oh yeah, Dwayne Penny's McBride's good interesting. Penny's a good pick. Penny's a good pick. He's like he's like Dwayne McBride's basically like exactly the same profile as Rashad Penny. And but Penny's we we're we're pretty confirmed. Penny's good for best ball. Penny's like, good. Yeah. Penny's whatever good. whatever games we get out of him are are going to be positives probably. Hope asked, what do you guys, or any thoughts on Kittle saying it's Purdy's job to lose? I saw that quote too, and I was like, I, I took note of that. Like, he's obviously a locker room leader there. Their emotional, like, guy on, on, on their offense. But I did see someone else ask him, it might have been Matt Harmon, um, about Lance specifically, or, or maybe it was on, like, the McAfee show. Like, he, he did a whole, a lot of interviews. And that one got a lot of headlines in the fantasy community, especially on social but I saw someone ask him about Lance and he had nothing but like awesome things to say about Lance said he was an incredible kid. Um, like the exact kind of guy you want to play with guy you want to root for. And he was like, we're good either way, whoever's job it is, like whoever mm-hmm. ends up winning it, it will, we're going to, we're going to be in a great position. He had like some other really positive comments about Lance that didn't get as much circulation, but during the same Super Bowl week. Um, and I, I just, I think, once I heard that, I was like, well, then I'm not as concerned about what Kale said. Because you would expect him, right after losing the NFC Championship game, which Purdy, you know, you rode him all the way there, to be high on Purdy at that point, right? But the, yeah, the other thing you're getting with the Lance stuff is because of all the uncertainty with per- Purdy, you're getting like some inertia momentum equity of like, he is probably going to be their starting quarterback in the preseason and probably will be the starting quarterback at the start of the season. Like that would not have been a guarantee if Brock Purdy was fully healthy. And so you are getting additional outs too, that he's actually going to get another crack. And that's, that's valuable in itself. That's valuable. He's going to get a crack at the starting job for sure from the jump. But like, that does not seem like a well-priced bet to me in the ninth round, especially when we do have some rookie upside in this class. Like, I agree with you that we need to be getting upside. We need a lot of upside built into our roster. But when you take a quarterback in the ninth round, that actually creates opportunity cost at other positions. You're you're sacrificing upside at other positions. Can you get that upside later? And I think you can. I think you can get arguably more upside later for the playoff weeks. Like the I'm other not- the other counter to that though, in the big board specifically, with the 20 rounds, I do think the three quarterback builds are optimal in this format. And there's less opportunity cost than in the 18 rounds. If, That's fair. And- yeah, and maybe that's, I, that's I would go fair. so far as to agree with you and saying if you're taking Trey Lance and you're only doing, you know, two quarterbacks, um, you could be in trouble. But Trey Lance, in the same way tacking Anthony Richardson on as your third quarterback, like, yeah, you are paying a higher price. But if you're thinking of Trey Lance as your YOLO third quarterback, um, I don't think that's bad. That sells me on it a bit. If that If that's how you're playing it, then I – and you're like, you know what, fuck it. Like, I just think – maybe maybe he like loses the job for a minute and then comes roaring back in the playoffs or something then and he crushes he's my low advance rate leverage play don't, as don't a third quarterback low, I, low I don't i don't hate rate. It. Uh, um all right we have to pick we are at a three five six two build we could use some more wide receivers here uh terrace marshall i think has a job <laughs> so i, I, I like, like him jam's job I don't David think Bell? I don't know that he has a job, right? Isn't Wandale gonna gonna run out of the slot? Yeah, Richie just got re- he just got a, a contract. Yeah, they also played Bra- Braxton Berrios. I'm so fine with Terrace Marshall. You gotta be careful. Braxton Berrios. Remember Braxton Berrios got a contract 
ahead of the 2022 season. Oh, I thought you were saying Braxton bit. Miller, the quarterback turned wide receiver from Ohio State. I totally blamed on who Braxton Berrios even is. They'll pay some of these slot depth guys is my point. That doesn't mean they're playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Braxton Berrios, New York Jets. Um, yeah, I've been I've been drafting a fair amount of Terrace Marshall just because I'm like, I think he's I think he's a starter and he's under contract. Yeah, he but. had a good enough year too that he's relevant again. It's like you're it's okay to be back in on him as a late round pick. I, I agree with that completely. Devin Duvernay is another year guy was that bad I, enough that like it was yeah. you had to be done. And now it's like, oh well, there's life. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's uh, exactly how I feel. Yeah. Jonathan in this draft, because he did have Lance and also had Debo and Ayuk, he's saying, does that change Pat's opinion at all? I assume yeah. Pat, your argument is in a vacuum. In a vacuum. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna if you're stacking, if you're double stacking Lance, uh I, I'm not gonna we I'm took two quarterbacks Pat doesn't like because we are stacked in Kenny Pickett and Jordan Love. Um, exactly. All right, let's get another wide receiver. I, I don't mind Devin Duvernay. He's got a job. I actually don't mind David Bell. He, I was I, just going to say David Bell. I, I mentioned gonna, him he's a second be ago. I'm, I'm in on that too. All right, let's do it. Yeah. All right, um, so far we have two more picks. We're at a three, five, eight, two. Dak Prescott, Kenny Pick, Jordan Love. We have done good with our stacks here. Uh, our running backs: Tony Pollard, Aaron Jones, Khalil Herbert, Antonio Gibson, Rashad Penny. Uh, wide receiver: AJ Brown, Chris Olave, JSN, oh. Deontay Johnson, Romeo Dobbs, Sky Moore, Terrace Marshall, David Bell. Tight end: Mark Andrews and Pat Fryer. Who did we just draft? I, I don't remember. David uh, Bell. I, I might need David Bell. I might need. Oh, um, a little refresher. I think. Who do we take? Was it this one? <laughs> Oh, he's the manager of the Reds right now. This is this is David Bell. We should do a highlight reel of him managing the Reds. That's my favorite clip we have. It's so good. The Mariners have, at the end is amazing. He was a part of the 116 uh, win Mariners team in 2001. David Bell, I mean, he wasn't like great or anything, but like definitely holds a special place in my Seattle heart. Safeco Field gets a shout out there. Best baseball. There's so many good things America. about the clip. One, like David Bell had such a bad rookie year that now that clip actually seems mean when it was just <laughs> funny and lighthearted at first. Two, two. When when we go, uh, I'm like kind of fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little fucked up now. We did it before his rookie season. The other thing is that when I'm like, we should have a clip of him managing the Reds. Obviously, you think that's going to be boring and stupid. It's incredible. I there's amazing highlights of this guy managing the Reds. He's he's in the um spaces constantly. Yeah, the the, the highlights of him managing the Reds are the best. The one where he's got Jesse Winker behind him and he turns around and he gets in his own player's face. Back up and then he turns back around and he gets back in the um space. (laughs) Such a good oh god. It's. I, I, when I go into StreamYard and I look at who we have clips for, they're just like not a single good player. <laughs> <laughs> what about Greg Dulcich, dude? We got that one. I, I know that Jerry's one. still out. There's not a single Jerry's good player. Still out. Come on. It's going to happen at some point. At some point, we'll have a good player. But oh, what fun dude. would it be if we were rolling clips in the second round, Pete? I mean, we, they need to be like yeah, late right. in the draft. I mean, we did this on purpose. 
it's all it's, i mean you look at realize, some of these names going here you guys marvin mims who we, who we have to take here right israel abanaconda okay, tyler that. scott are, are there kenny any mcintosh nah, I, there's this there's this fourth year breakout receiver oh my uh, god I, he spent some time right, on the panthers this year i'm in <laughs> what <laughs> are we just we're at a three five eight two two more picks we, you, we should really probably go. Pl- I would normally go running back and tight end here. I think maybe not tight end with Andrews, but uh, I mean, I think we can still definitely go three tight ends here if we want. Who are we taking? Uh, probably a running back. Wait, we, yeah, we running back. We have quick Zonovan Knight. Uh, I, I heard know. Zonovan. Eric Knight. Gray's fine. Oh, probably that guy. He's a rookie. Pat knows the rookies. I don't know who that is. He's he's not. I mean. He's not a particularly strong rookie bet. He's like a fine scratch off. Okay. We do need a KJ Hamler clip. How do we I do not need have a KJ Hamler clip? Jesus. I just want to watch the Austin LaVisca clip. <laughs> uh, Austin um, So if we want a third tight end, there's a guy that literally doesn't get drafted that I'm taking a lot. Is he a rookie? Yeah. Um, so what? Is Darnell rookie- Washington available? Put Darnell Washington in the queue. This guy, you guys are gonna like him. This dude is massive. He is how big? So, us like six seven. I want to put um, Albert O in the queue too. Speaking of massive dudes, like that was clearly a thing with the coaching staff. Albert O, a great buy in all formats right now. Oh shit! This dude is fucking massive. Look at this photo. They put him this next to gr- offense. They line him up next <laughs> to offensive like lineman. He looks right, like a defensive end that caught an interception in his he's, returning he's, it. He's, and he's rocking number zero, and he was He rocks number zero. Oh, Dude, they, they seriously line him up. There's like, if you watch like the highlights and stuff, they at one point he lines up next to the the left tackle. He comes around to the other side, lines up on the le- on the left side, and he they're like, the guy he's next to, they're like, that dude's 6'4". And he, he's like <laughs> cowering over him. He's so much huger than the other dude. All right, we're gonna and need a Darnell Washington clip. Who's on the his Darnell numbers Washington aren't clip? massive because he's been playing with like the next Gronk and Brock Bowers in Georgia, but he yeah. had 450 yards despite being their second tight end this year. Yeah, I'm in. I like he's that. pretty solid. He's pretty solid. And that by the way, that's not even the guy that I was talking about. Darnell Washington sometimes get drafted, so I, I take him when he's available in the last round. There's this other dude named Sam Laporta who's like kind of a George Kittle yards after catch type guy, and he's actually he from Iowa. Oh, he already went. I okay. saw his name, I think, in the last round. Somebody's in on him, dude. All right. Well, I've been talking him up. Um, but, yeah, Spags has been talking about this. There's a lot of, like, really yep. fun 19th, 20th round tight end dart throws that are coming out as rookies right now. <laughs> he wears Look number zero. Just hurtling, dude. This is our generation's Donald Parham. He's he's gigantic, right. man. He's Jelani, he's Jelani Woods, but I think probably has a little bit more receiving prowess. He's bigger than Parham, man. He's like more physical. Yeah, he's. I, th- I mean, he could test really well. Parham's too. got the long legs, like shorter torso thing going on. I always feel like he's gonna get his. Dude, head. this guy wants to hurdle everyone. Like this shouldn't have been a hurdle, but <laughs> watch this. He just goes for it. He's like trying to catch me. Look at look at the guy who tried to get hurled by the. Look at he's just like I'm gonna lay on the ground right now. Uh, that hurt. That hurt oh to get a hit God. to the. Face mask from that dude. Yeah, All right. Dude. Here's the final 
our final team here, we did a three, six, eight, three build. I'm going to bounce around. So we have Dak to Tony Pollard. We have Kenny Pickett to, uh, oh, where goes our draft here? Deontay and Fryer. Kenny and Fryer. If we double stack yep. Pickett, which if you're taking Pickett, you better, you better double you stack. You better stack that bitch up. Jordan Love to Aaron uh, Jones and Romeo Dobbs. The rest of our running backs, Khalil Herbert, Antonio Gibson, Rashad Penny, Zonovan Knight. The rest of our wide receivers, AJ Brown, Chris Olave, JSN, Sky Moore, Terrace Marshall, David Bell, the manager, tight ends, Mark Andrews, Darnell Washington. Fun team. Yeah. Fun team. Little weak wide receiver. The, the depth at wide receiver will get you in these, man. And, and not just in the piss boy drafts, but normally. There's it's really tough. That's why like I'm taking Terrace Marshall and stuff, because I'm like, I he I think he's starting. Yeah, so that is something. A, that's a pretty thin receiver group. Dobbs. <laughs> I Sky. wonder how that happened. Terrace Marshall, David Bell. We're going to need – I mean, if we just would have taken LaVisca Chenault at the end, we would have been fine. <laughs> well, let me – so this is – I think maybe I'm getting a sense that I'm on a different page than you guys here. But, like, one thing that really struck me when I was looking at my best ball rosters that, like, you know, we're going through the playoffs is just, like, you go through and you're like, God damn it, this team doesn't have a second tight end. This team doesn't have – like, this wide receiver got hurt. This running back got hurt. And so I'm, like, so thin – for these playoff weeks and obviously you need to get really lucky with injury health but this time of year there's like all this added like like downside (coughs) risk for every player yeah and so i'm i'm sort of thinking like where i can just like break ties towards like maybe terrace marshall is slightly less talented than let's say darius slayton but like, I don't know that Darius Slayton is going to land in a place where he's actually starting. Because we see all the time that dudes like they go to another team and they just like disappear. Darius Slayton was like a fourth round, or uh, he was like fourth or fifth on the depth chart on his own team before like week seven of this year. So I'm like, if I can just hit singles on at enough picks because it's fucking February, that actually gives my team a lot of upside in terms of advancing through the playoff weeks because I'm going to have more live bullets to fire than other teams so it's like do i want to play this like ultra conservatively and not go for guys with with strong breakout profiles of course not but like there's like value there's probably more value if you're ever going to hit on like this year's like zay jones like whatever boring veteran guy i guess zay jones would be more the slayton in this case but you get what i'm saying guy who's like maybe not that great but like gonna have a job hitting on them now is probably the most valuable because so many of your league mates are filling their lineups with dudes who like straight up aren't going to be playing this year. Like, you know, like Alexander Madison's getting drafted in like the 11th or 12th round. Does Alexander Madison have a job? He's a free agent. He's not like there's potentially he's, he's a total zero and he's getting drafted with like a fairly high pick. So then there's a lot and there's lots and lot list goes on and on and on of, of guys like that. Gosh, you're muted. Yeah, I was, um, I was sending an omni. Note. Guys, uh, you you guys are frothy. We're we're not doing one more draft tonight. I need to go feed my small human being that I have to take care of. Um, but this was very fun, heated. Look, I just made this whole point. You guys, just... <laughs> yeah, we, we were. Do you not agree? I didn't. I I I you lost me somewhere around Darius Slayton, but yeah, I think I'm in on on the point that we got we got to go for the I, starting starting equity. 
I wasn't I wasn't even really paying attention to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I'm literally asking you guys a question and you just both zoned out. What sorry, ask me it the last an hour in February. It's a draft it's a draft it's a draft philosophy question about drafting in February of isn't yes. it like I don't I know we're all about like upside, 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 upside. Yes. But if you're filling your roster with guys who are going to be playing like literally almost a year from now, mm-hmm. if you just have guys who are fucking playing in week 15, 16, and 17 and throughout your entire roster, that's upside. Yeah. So, so like if you're chasing individual upside of like this guy's more talented than Terrace Marshall, so I'm going to take him. Or this guy, if everything breaks right for Alexander Madison, he's going to be a fucking smash. Like that outcome's probably lower than you think. And I'm going to take a guy like Khalil Herbert who has a job. Could Khalil Herbert get totally cucked by another running back? Yes. But he's going to have a role. He's going to be a nice little handcuff pick, probably in a similar range. So I'm just going to go ahead and take him as opposed to the guy I can dream on a little bit. It's it's like everything though, Pat, right? It's a balance. Even at like in se- on September 1st, if you drafted a team – in best ball mania full of rookies you're not going to advance the team but you know you're going to need a couple or at least a couple of those guys to supercharge your team down the stretch and so like if you're drafting all trey lance anthony richardson whatever like yeah you're probably not going to advance so like i do think if you are balancing that like if you're taking your big swing on lance early and then offsetting that with safer guys later then like you're probably doing it right i i I, everything you're saying pat about Early offseason draft specifically, I completely agree with. I think it's all very sharp. I don't. I, yeah. I can't even argue it. We'll start swinging bigger once we have more information. Is kind of yeah. what I'm thinking. But my like, my huh? thing is, is like the safety you perceive in those guys, like isn't actual real safety. I mean, there's injuries, there's training camp reshuffling, there's free agent well, signings. For players there's... like Herbert, he's saying, I think Khalil Herbert's a really good player, and basically, right. no matter what happens, he's going to be a used player in like maybe he's the but who are we drafting for upside that we don't think is a really good player alexander madison i guess i mean why why is alexander madison go, going where it's going because it's like because dalvin cook might not be back and i i have no idea like i'm like i guess that's just situational upside because we don't think he's very good yeah yeah that's so not what, a pick what, to make that's what not are a you doing yeah what's the play the play is they don't sign Cook, and they do resign Madison, and he's the guy. Like what you're arguing is draft low. for talent, like it, yeah. to some respect, but like draft for players that are good enough that no matter where they are on an NFL roster, they're going to probably be playing because they're good. Or like an Antonio Gibson type jumps out to me as a as a guy who's like a pretty solid pick because they're not likely to draft a running back because they just drafted Brian Robinson. And they seem to like him. So like, he's probably locked into like a number two yeah. type of role. We think, we think he's talented. He's versatile. Kenny Gainwell. I like there's maybe you could say that's drafting for upside because <clears throat> maybe he's the starter, but I don't think anyone really thinks that he will be, but Kenny Gainwell, like he's good. And I think if they bring in a, a two down guy ahead of him, we'll probably go around where he's going now. So I think you're getting a little bit of kind of like baked in upside with him, but Again, it's just like he. It's a little bit case deal. by case. I, I think yeah. you've laid out good like parameters, but it's a little bit case by case. I agree with Pete too that like some of the upside stuff is just overlapped to the point you're making as well. But yeah. um, this is a great example of why you won two million dollars. You're constantly grinding at all times. Somebody said it in the chat. I want to go to sleep. It's it's February twenty second. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I yeah, don't sorry. care. <laughs> yeah, my bad. We we all. 
or we're just acting. We acted like we care about that Trey Lance debate. You think I give a fuck about Trey Lance right now? I do. I actually do give a fuck. <laughs> uh, appreciate you guys. We do give a fuck about you. Thank you for hanging out in the chat. Sorry we can't feed you another draft, but trust me, guys. I, I mean, we're going to just be drafting nonstop. I did two drafts on Best Ball Breakfast on Monday. Probably do another two drafts on Monday on Splash Play. We've been dra- we're going to draft a team on Friday. Also, check out Splash Play earlier this week. Pat was on. And uh, we talked about all the rookies. Pat and uh, Spags are deep in the weeds on those guys. Had some good conversations. Check out Omni Fantasy. Guys, we we have months and months and months to draft and draft and draft and draft. We just got to pace ourselves. Uh, Any final words from you guys? Dalton Schultz is a good example of the guy I was talking about not to take. Oh, what if he goes to the Chargers? My final words words are if you're in the Omni Cup or the Ship Chasing Cup or anything, go check your draft tonight and freaking make your pick. (laughs) There you go. Make your God, I I just got subtweeted on my own show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Exactly. And also, if if someone wants to – who's the tight end we drafted? Darnell Washington? Someone wants to make a Darnell Washington clip. Oh yeah, like we'll roll that. that seems like a fun way to spend an evening making yeah. a Darnell Washington. Yeah, play. just all hurdles. Um, just give us right. t- twenty hurdles. All hurdles. I will. I will give. I will exchange a piece of ship chasing merch for well-made clips. So if you make a, a nice clip, I will. If you want a, a hoodie, you want a hat, you want a tank, I will make those changes. But you must be receptive to uh, to feedback. Gretch has even been subjected to this. You know, giving him some notes on some of his clips he's edited. What was My the you just, was asked to be short. You just edited it. You just cut it. Oh wow! wow. You just went I mean, straight. Correct. The, this the is, people this in the VIP the VIPs know about the Zack Snyder cut of the Romeo Dobbs clip. It's, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Here's the thing: when we know these clips are going to be played tens and twenties and thirties of yeah. times on this show, I got to make sure they're tight, man. When you played it on this one, I was like. Dude, edit wasn't that bad i don't remember the first one anymore i was like this is pretty good uh all right guys we'll be back next wednesday uh have a great week good luck in your big board drafts we'll see you guys next time